Happy Father's Day uh, to you all. Oh. And uh, one of them mentioned it up here, you know, that, that our Father in Heaven, He's the greatest Father, you know. He really is. But we're all called to be fathers and, uh, and uh, you know, do the best that we can and, and to serve. And uh, uh, we heard a prayer about that this morning as well. So, but I, I love this verse uh, in Psalm 68. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. And he leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. That, that is so true. These verses are so true that, first of all, God is the father to the fatherless. He's, he's been a father to me from day one, when I didn't really have a father that I could look to. And, and, uh, but, but the way he sets the lonely, lonely in families, too, he builds family. If we're willing, if we're not rebellious, if we're willing to get involved, he puts this family together. And he's put this family together here for a long time. And, and I'm, uh, I'm happy and proud to be a part of it. So happy Father's Day to you, uh, each one of you as well. A little review from last time. Uh, he says there in verse 1 of chapter 2, let's all turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2 together, if you would please. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And Paul tells Timothy to be strong, in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. And, and really, we talked about being a grace case. You know, Paul was a grace case. No question about it. Stephen was a grace case. Peter was a grace. He was a definite grace case. If you know some of the different personalities here, you know Peter was definitely a grace case, right? Some of you can, uh, can relate to these different people. But to be changed by the grace of God, to be filled with the grace of God, it, it, it's radical. This, this unmerited favor of God in our lives. It's radical that we're rescued, that we're saved. And then Peter tells us to grow in grace, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to grow. We need to, to get stronger in that grace. And, and it's not something you just get once and then that's it, but we can grow in that. And then to be a channel of that grace that that we have received grace, and so we pass it along to others. If, if I've received grace, it's, uh, you know, it's important for me to, to pass along grace to others, to give that grace out, to give what we received. Now today, um, I, I want to look at uh, the next verse, and, and the title that I've given it today is Pass It On. Many, many years ago, um, when... Uh, our kids were, you know, in a school convention up in uh, upstate New York. They had a lot of, uh, like, uh, sporting events and different activities. And uh, this is up at Word of Life. Any of you ever been to Word of Life? Familiar with it, some of you? Anyways, they had that. And, and I remember I remembered this, and, uh, and Anthony was part of this relay team, right? Any of you ever run track before, relay, relay track? couple of you. It's not easy, is it? But, but we're going to talk about that today. That's kind of like the picture, the, this picture. So anyways, Anthony and these three other boys, and, uh, and uh, Dave Dansrow's son was one of them, actually. Where's Dave? I don't see Dave here. There he is. His, his son was one of the, one of the boys in this uh, four-member, uh, four-by-100 uh, relay. And uh, I just remember it was kind of radical, and I, and I couldn't remember the details because 
uh, because I'm old and I can't remember things. And so I called Anthony up yesterday and I said, like, what happened? Just give me the, give me the rundown. He says, well, first of all, they were, they were playing a basketball game and they got beat. And I guess they got beat pretty bad because he felt, he was angry. He felt really bad about it. Okay, so not long after this basketball game, now they have this relay race, right? So now he's all fired up because he's mad because he got beat. And so he's like, so they get out there and they're running this race, right? And they ended up being way, way far behind. But, but something happened and they, these guys, they just poured it on and Anthony, uh, and I'm not saying this just because he's my son, but, but something happened. I think it's because he was so angry. He just like, made up the distance and, and caught up to these guys and actually got ahead. And then the last guy that got there, uh, you know, finished it out and they won the race. Uh, and then Anthony tells me, yeah, and then they went and threw up. <laughs> so, but it's this team. They worked as a team, right? Each, each one had a part to play in this relay. Each one had a part to play, and they were all, they're all giving it their very best. And it's, it's not a very easy thing e- either, is it? This picture of the relay, you know, it's not an easy thing. And, and really what it's, what it's about, I think, one of the most, most important parts of it is passing the baton, right? Passing the baton. So we're talking about passing it on, and, and Paul's going to give us this verse here. We'll read it in a minute. But first I want to play a, a, short, a very short clip from uh, the 2008 Olympics. 2008 Olympics, right? We had, uh, we had uh, a men's team and a woman's team, women's team, in the 2008 Olympics. And, and they didn't get to the final, but you're going to see what happened here. Uh, if, Dan, you want to play that for us. For the final, the United States had a complete meltdown in the 4x100 relays, both men and women dropping the baton and were out. This is what happened yesterday. I think you get the picture. It was not a good day for the USA. They dropped the, both US team, the men's and the women's, both dropped the baton that day. Let's read 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things, Paul says, you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Now, the previous that I looked at this verse briefly, uh, previous with some verses in the first chapter, where we talked about sound words, and we talked about sound teaching, and the truth of God's word, and the essentials of the Christian faith. And that's what Paul's talking about here. These things that you've heard, pass on, or entrust. And, and uh, really, there, there are some very, very important things that, that, that are the foundational elements of the Christian faith. I'll, I'll name some of them for you. The virgin birth of Jesus Christ, right? 
the fact that he lived a sinless life, the fact that he was a, his substitutionary death, that he died on the cross for our sins, and that he rose from the dead, right? Radical. You know, it kind of, and again, it, it focuses for the human race, it focuses on Jesus Christ and what he's done and, and who he is. But we have some very other important things, the, the, the creation of the world, that God is the creator of the world. We have this Bible we call uh, the Word of God, and we, we talk about the inerrancy of the Word of God, that it's, it's faithful, it's true, we can trust it. These things are foundational, you see, and, and what I want to say to you today is that we, we, we talked about this, we need to hold on to these things, but we also need to pass them on. I don't think it's uh, really any coincidence today that, you know, we have these young people that, that uh, you know, we're kind of investing in, he used that word a number of times, investing in and, and, and passing to them that they might then carry this, uh, you know, baton into the future. But what I want to say to you today that, that this is the baton, these things that I'm talking about, these foundational truths. These uh, very, very important truths of the Bible and, and what God is teaching us. This is the baton. And you know what? The baton doesn't change. The baton doesn't change. I want to say that to you. The truth doesn't change. And, and even Patrick's uh, opening prayer today about that God doesn't change, right? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see... The truth of God doesn't change. It's been passed on now for some, really, as far as the New Testament goes, some 2,000 years, and it's the same truth, that Jesus Christ, He came to the earth from heaven. He took the form of man. He, he lived this perfect, sinless life. As I've already said, He died on the cross for our sins, and He was buried and rose from the dead. And all we do is trust in what He did. That's grace. The truth doesn't change. That's so important to think about that. You know, this baton uh, that they use in the race, and I, you know, that little video, you know, it's, it's kind of poignant really at the end where that, that nicely colored uh, baton kind of rolls down the track, right? The, the baton, they have regulations, though they have to be a certain size and a certain circumference, right, and a certain weight. They have to stay the same. You know, otherwise, you know, you could, you know, say, well, your baton was the wrong size and no wonder you won. You know, they had a six-foot-long baton. You know, of course I'm going to grab that baton, you know. It's got to be this certain length here. But the baton stays the same. Now, the interesting thing about it is that the runners that in a, in a relay race, they, they may run differently. In fact, they certainly do run differently. They have a different style and, and different ways of, you know, the, the way they function on the track. But the baton stays the same, you see. The same with us. You know, in the, in the history of the church, the, things have been do, done differently and there's been different style, perhaps different ways of, of doing church even. But the truth stays the same. The truth never changes. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. He says, you know, be careful how you build on that, 
on that uh, foundation, but the foundation never changes. But, you know, be careful how you build. We all have different gifts. We all have different things, the way we do things, perhaps. But the baton, it never changes. The truth never, never changes. Paul says, entrust this truth. The things that you've heard me say, entrust that they would be able to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. Another thing about this is the fact that it's, it is definitely a team effort. It's definitely a team effort, and we're all in this thing together. We're all on the same team, and each one doing their own part, and Annie quoted some verses about that this morning. See how things kind of, sometimes this all kind of all dovetail together. The scripture, you know, works together, and each, each person has to do their own part. Each person, when it's your turn, whether you're first, second, third, or fourth, whatever it is, whatever place it is, you've got to do your part. You know what? Each one of us has a part to play. And, and it's exciting, you know, that at the end, guess who gets the win? Who gets the win? I'm sorry. Uh, all, all get the win, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the last guy is. We, you know, we all participate in it, and we all get the win, you see, as we suffer, as we, suffer, as we serve together, <laughs> as we suffer together. You know what I'm saying. I wish I did. We all get the win, and, and you know, it, it's kind of exciting because when you're seeing this kind of race and, and you've done your part right and you pass it on to the next one, then, then you're like watching the next one and you're cheering on the next one who, you know, finally they get to the finish line and then at the finish line, they all gather together at the finish line, you know, giving high fives and hugs and everything else. That's kind of the way it is, you know, for you and I to encourage one another in this race, encourage one another. I want you to turn with me, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, that's ahead of a few books. Uh, you know, the Bible has quite a few different, you know, metaphors, uh, kind of athletic ideas here. But Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 he talks about the crowd or cloud of witnesses. Verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. You see, there's a great cloud of witnesses, and when you're running a race like that, you know, we're watching each other, but there's also a great cloud of witnesses that ha have gone before us. I think, and, I, and I, you know, my understanding of this verse in Hebrews is that you know, all those that, that went before us are also watching. They, they can see what's happening down here. They're cheering us on. They're cheering you on in this race. To run with perseverance, don't give up. It is a race, and, and you've got to get to the end. I, I was reading uh, about this guy who uh, said he was in this relay team, and, and they had worked at it and worked at it and worked at it, and then in the middle of this relay, one of the guys just uh, you know, went and sat down. 
during his leg of the race. And they all went up to him like, are you okay? They thought, you know, maybe, you know, he, he had some muscle went out or broke a bone or something. He says, no, I just didn't feel like finishing. Like they, you know, they probably wanted to beat him up <laughs> at that point. He says, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. We, we need to run and, and to get to the very end in this race. Whatever your part is. Whatever your part is. And uh, we were talking about this at the men's leadership the other night while helping people find what their, uh, what their place is, what their gifts are. And we're going we're gonna to come around and tap you on the shoulder and say, you know, would you think about, pray about helping out in this particular Isn't that right, Patrick? you tap anybody today? Not yet. Don't be surprised. You know, we, we need to help one another find our place in the body of Christ and, and uh, run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You see, God has a race. He has a, a leg marked out for you. Whatever it is that that might be. Find it. And get involved because, you know what, we're all in this thing together now, another thing about running a relay race and passing it on is that it takes preparation and it takes training, right? It takes time. They don't just get out there on the track and, and all of a sudden they have it together. They, they prepare. It takes a long time to get ready for, for those kinds of events, isn't, doesn't it? Those of you that, that raised your hand that you ran before, did you practice ever? No. Well, did you lose? Yes. It doesn't happen overnight. It, it takes a period of time. In fact, over years, Paul speaking to Timothy here, said, Timothy here, and he says, you know, the things that you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, was that a one-time meeting? That was like over years of time that that took place, where he had met Timothy as a young man, and, he, and then, you know, at another point where Timothy was, was joined up with him and went with him on, on the missionary journeys. And then, you know, as Paul would write to him and Timothy, you know, stays in Ephesus and Paul's, you know, left him there to, to kind of serve the church. This is over a long period of time that this takes place, you see. For you and I, you know, uh, you're saying, well, you know, anything, you know, nothing's happening yet, and, and I, I'm excited about these young people, really, but, but you know what, it's going to take time, but, but God's going to raise you up to do what he's called you to do. But you need to listen, and you need to, to, to uh, be willing. Makes me think, though, here at Calvary Chapel, you know, we've been teaching the Bible for I don't know how long. 25 years or more. Just been faithfully teaching the Bible, you know, as the best as we can. And not just me, but many, many other people, many other men and women just teaching the Bible. You know, in our children's ministry, just teaching the Bible, just building this foundation, investing and in, in, uh, entrusting these words that come from God's Word. We've done it publicly, right? We've done it in people's houses, from house to house, like they talk about in the book of Acts. Just, just being faithful. But I have to say this, that someday my time is going to run out. My, I'm going to get to the end of my leg. And, and the question I, that I ask and the question I, and, I, and I think about is, will 
there be others to carry forward this baton, to take the next leg and to carry on. I'm concerned about that, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm putting effort, and I'm putting, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to work with younger people to, to uh, you know, invest in, and see that they would also grab a hold of the baton and carry it forward. I'm not going to stay here until I drop. I'm telling you that right now. The reason being is because I've seen that happen in so many places where where they're not willing to give the younger generation the reins and let them go forward and go ahead. And what happens is they just kind of dry up and become a bunch of old people. Right? You ever seen that happen? I've seen it happen. It scares me. And it's not right and it's not good. And now that I, you know, I'm not really that old yet. So I'm not leaving tomorrow. I want you to know that. But I'm thinking in the next five to ten years or four to nine years, because I, I started saying that about a year ago, I, I need to adjust. Four to nine years that, that, that you know, I'm going to be doing something different. I'm never going to, like, retire from serving God. You don't retire from serving God, Right? But I'm going to be doing something different where I have a different, you know, uh, strength and different ability. And, and, and there will come a time when younger people, I believe, that God will, will raise up and, and actually is raising up even now to carry that baton forward here in our midst, in this family. I'm excited when I look around and see people all ages here, Right? There's the, from the youngest, uh, wake up, Josh. From the youngest to uh, Mr. Honeycut back there. Hey, good to see you. Happy Father's Day. And, uh, you know, and, and all in between here, right? It's, it's, it's exciting to see that. That we're not just a bunch of old 60-year-old people. You know, but that happens. It does. That's what happens. But, but, but God is doing something here, and I'm excited about it. So Paul... He says to Timothy, you know, to entrust to reliable or to faithful men, the word is faithful, who will also be qualified to teach others, to pass this baton to others. Now, I want to just point one thing out here in this word where it says faithful men, that the word is actually anthropos, right? Which means human. So it means men and women that God is wanting to raise up and that we're passing on the truth to entrust this message, this truth and the word of God to men and women who will then take that truth and pass it along to others, to pass that baton. David Guzik said this, he said, look for the quality of faithfulness. He said, he said he didn't, Speaking about Paul, he didn't need to find smart men, popular men, strong men, perfect men, or good-looking men, but faithful men, right? That's what he says. He, he says, entrust them to faithful, to reliable men. In, in my mind, that's always, and if you look this up in the dictionary, you'll, you'll see this is true. This word for faithful really, <clears throat> excuse me, has two different facets. Number one, and the archaic, uh, but I think is, is valuable, is faithful, meaning full of faith. Someone that has faith. You don't pass along things of the faith to someone who has no faith, right? They need to be uh, born again and, and followers of Jesus Christ. 
But also the other aspect is just being faithful, like the way we use the term mostly, right? What does that mean? Reliable, yeah, maybe that's why they translate it like that. You're going to show up. You're reliable. You're going to be there when, it, when you signed up for something. Well, be there. Show up. And, you know, that's kind of what we've been doing for all these years. You know, we're just trying to be faithful. We're just trying to show up. We show up and see what God is going to do. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, he said, So then men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. He said, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust or entrusted must prove faithful. That's what God's looking for. That's what Paul was looking for. That's what Paul told Timothy to look for people that are faithful and pass it on to them. And they're going to be faithful to pass it on to someone else. Faithful. Faithful. I found this, uh, I can't remember what you call it because, again, I'm 60 now. F-A-T, what is that? What the, each letter stands for something? Acronym. Thank you, Patrick. See, he's young. He can remember these things. F-A-T, he says, and uh, I saw it in quite a few different places, so I, I don't know who uh, came up with it, but faithful, available, and teachable. So we're looking for fat people. <laughs> faithful, available, and teachable. That's important, you know. Someone who's faithful, who's, a, who's, who's available, and they're also teachable. When you got someone, you know, who's, they might be faithful, they sh they're going to show up and they're available, but they know it all. It's hard to get anywhere. You know what? We need to be teachable all to the very, very end, you know, and, and, and studying and, and learning to the very, very end. To, to serve the Lord, we need to be growing. We need to be learning. You know, we're, we're like perpetual students. I'm a perpetual student. And some of us think, you know, we got out of school and then I never have to study again. I never have to be a student again. Well, that's, it, walking with Jesus, that's not the way it works. It's becoming a student and staying a student that we're going to learn. Study to show yourself approved. But we see in this verse, right, we see four generations. We see Paul, right? We see Timothy. What else? Anybody? Faithful men and women, right? And then what? And then what else? The next generation or others, right? These four generations is kind of happening, and 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 they're all kind of happening at the same time here too. I see four generations at least here. And it's exciting, again, to see this kind of thing happening. We're, we're trying to follow the biblical mandate, the biblical example of what Paul uh, told Timothy. Now, I, I have a question for you in the relay. Where do the problems occur for the most part? Pardon? Passing the baton. Yep, that's where most of the problems occur. At the handoff, right? 
That's where the problems happen. And, and, you know, I was just thinking about this, you know, and, and some of the reasons and some of the things that happen. We saw that little clip and to see what happens. And there's, you know, I watched a number of videos about this and there's a lot of technical things that are supposed to take place. And there are actually three different types of handoffs. And there are probably other ones too that, that just didn't, you know, catch on. But there are, technically there are three main types of handoffs of the way they, they face and the way they, they do the thing there. But really, at this pass-off, this is where things happen. And, and, and I've seen it even in the church in my uh, uh, looking at, around it and to see what happens. The, but the first one I, I put down here is that the next one doesn't have it. The next one doesn't have it. And so what happens? In a lot of cases, the baton drops, falls to the ground. That's a sad thing, isn't it? That's a sad thing. We don't want to see that happen where the next generation, they don't have it. They don't have that truth, that baton of truth in their hands. We've got to make sure that they have it. And I, and I see that again in the, in the children's ministry. We're making sure that they have this truth, that the baton doesn't get dropped, you know. Later on in the book of Timothy, he talks about the fact that, you know, that no matter... Uh, he says uh, that even though he was chained like a criminal, God's word is not chained. In other words, you can't stop it. You can't stop the truth. But you know what? I, I want us and I want to, for us to be involved in the passing on of this truth from generation to generation to generation, just like it has been for so many, so many, many years. How about this one here? The first one doesn't let go. You ever see that happen? Yep. First one doesn't let go. Why don't they let go? Because they like the way it feels in their hand. It's a nice, nice baton. I like that baton. I like it. I want to hold the baton. I want to be the guy to cross the finish line. I want to be the one. A lot of different reasons, you know, but it's scary. It's scary to me. Again, I've seen it where, where uh, older guys don't let go. They don't pass it. They hold on to it. They will not let go. They won't trust. God forbid that we would ever, we would ever do that, that I personally would ever do that. I want to empower and, and uh, pass it on and let it go. Again, not to, to just dry up, but, but to pass it on to that next generation. Another thing that happens is that, is that they pass outside the, they call it a passing zone. And it's really like 20 meters. They have a, a warm-up zone, right, of 10 meters, where you can start running in that 10-meter zone, but then you have to pass a baton in the 20-meter zone. And if not, you can't do it before, you can't do it after, you, you get disqualified, right, if you don't pass. And so what's the application there? You know, we need to do it when it's the time is right. You don't do it too early, and you don't do it too late. You need to do it when the time is right, in that zone when, 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 when it's right, when God is putting things together. So we all need to be sensitive. We all need to be praying, and we all need to be asking, God, what are you doing here? You see, this is not my church. This is our church. So these are things that I'm not afraid to talk about that we, can, that we can examine together. Well, what is the future of Calvary Chapel? And where are we going? And how are we going to get there? 
If we just say we're just going to keep doing it the same way, the same way, the same way, what's the seven last words of a dying church? We've always done it that way. I think that's six. Probably, but we've always done it that way. Something like that. I, I don't know how to count. We've always done it that way. You know, uh, you read in, in, uh, in, the, in the gospel about this, you know, Jesus said, you know, you don't take the, the, a patch off of a, or tear a part of a, a new wineskin and put on the old wineskin. They, you know, it, it creates issues and problems. And what happens, he says, is that, that they say the old is better. That's why. That's one of the reasons why we don't want to move on, because we say the old is better. But I like the way we do that. I like when we sing that song from the, you know, 60s. You know, we used to, we used to have trouble with those who would sing hymns from the 50s or 40s or whatever, but, you know, we could get stuck there singing songs from the 60s and the 70s too. We're not immune to that. And the last thing I have here is that, you know, it wasn't practiced well. This is stuff that, again, we need to talk about, that we need to try. We need to give people opportunities to, to, to get involved and do things. You know, is that scary for them? Yeah, it is. Is it scary for you? Yeah, it is. It's scary for you to let it go and let them do it because you know they're going to make mistakes. But did you make mistakes? Absolutely. Do you still make mistakes? We all do. So if that's the criteria, then we're never going to do anything. We're never going to pass anything on. But he told us that we need to pass it on. We've got to pass it on. We've got to look ahead. We've got to look to the future. Way, way back in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses says these words. He says, these are the commands and the decrees and the laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you. To observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live. It's this generational thing, so that it gets passed on. Moses is passing them on so that they can pass them on to their children, so that their, their children can pass them on to their children. There's an obvious connection here between, uh, you know, in the family that as parents we need to pass on the truth to our kids, and then our kids would grab a hold of it. You, maybe you've seen this happen or you've heard about this happen, happening too. You know, you, you, you raise your kids the best way you can and, and, and then some of them, you know, they kind of wander away. And then, and then what happens is then they have kids and then they go, oh, maybe I, I got to think about this now. And then they decide I, I need to get back to church again. I need to get back in the fellowship again because it's a place I want them to have something. I had it. And I want them to have it too. You dads, you moms, you've got a job to, to do to pass that baton to your kids, and that's not always an easy thing. You know, you kind of always want to be the dad or the mom, you know? You know what I'm saying? Some of you have been through this. You kind of always want to be the dad or mom, but you know what? They've got they've to they've have it for themselves. They've got to have that faith for themselves. They've got to make it their own. And then, for better or for worse, they need to 
to walk on their own and learn and grow and make mistakes and, and just like you and I have. Pass the baton. Pass it on. Don't change the truth. The truth does not change. People change, and, and we are all, we're all different. But God wants us to pass it on. Let's read that verse one more time as we close. He says, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable, faithful men and women who will also be qualified, equipped to teach others. That's what God's calling us to do, too. Let's keep doing it. It's happening. I'm excited, like I said. It's happening. But we need to be uh, intentional about it and, and take it as one of our goals that, you know what, those kids that we're raising up, those kids that are now coming in to join us in here, we, we, we got to invest in them even as they get into here with us. We need to seek them out. And I see that happening. I see some of, you know, some of you, you guys paying attention. Let's, let's not ignore these guys just because they're here now, right? We, we, we need to keep investing and see what God wants to do because it's, it's exciting, I think, about what God's doing here in our midst. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we, we look to you and we thank you for your word and we thank you for the truth, the truth that never, never changes. We thank you that you've entrusted it to us and, and, and we have this book, we have this scripture, we have the word of God, the truth, and, and we seek to pass it on, Lord, to, to one another and, and to others and especially to the younger generation. God, we pray you'd help us to do that. We know there are problems and there are trials and troubles and, and even in the pass-off there are, there are difficulties. It's not always easy, but, but you want us to keep, keep at it and prepare, and to practice, and take the time that it, that it needs to do this, what you've called us to do, Lord. Father, I pray for each one of us as well that we would find the leg, the part we're supposed to do, the part that we're supposed to play. Whatever it might be, it might be praying, it might be serving in a way that is suitable for each for the gifts that God has given to us. Maybe it's stepping up to, to try something that we've never tried before, to be available, to be teachable, and be faithful. Father, I also want to pray this morning for any that, that don't know your son Jesus as Lord, as Savior. And if that's you today, you can call upon him today. And you can ask him into your life today. You can and ask him to come in and forgive you and, and be your savior today. Simply pray with me and say, Lord, Jesus, I, I come to you today. I'm lost. I'm without hope. And I, I need a savior. I'm, I'm a sinner. I need, I need to be forgiven. I don't understand it, but I want you to come in and help me and save me. that I'd know the truth in my own life and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?